Hey guys, welcome to the Remember Truth Podcast. Our hope is to inspire you to hide God's word in your heart through scripture memorization. Each week we will cover a new piece of scripture and memorize it as a community. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So join us as we learn the word of God together. Hey, Rizel, what's up? Hey, Senia, how are you? I am doing so well. I'm so excited to be sitting here with you. Rizel and I are actually going to be seeing each other in person very soon. Why do I feel like it's been so long since I've seen you? When was the last time you were here? Was it Christmas? Maybe so. Is that four months ago? No. Two. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where is my head? Pregnancy brain. That is Mom so brain. funny. But you know what though? Two months is a long time to go without like seeing your family. It is such a long time. You guys, Senya is coming in town because we are going to if gathering together. It's, if you don't if you don't know what it is, it's a women's conference put on by Jenny Allen, which we adore. And I have watched If Gathering online, I'd say for the last three years, but I have never had the opportunity to go. And so Senia is flying all the way to Dallas that we can go together. Two of our best friends are joining us. And I cannot wait. Actually, last night I had a I woke up like in a panic. Because I had a I had a dream that if gathering was actually this week and I missed the first night no, of it. Oh and no. And I was like, oh my God, oh my gosh. And I was like, okay, wait, that was just a dream. I'm fine. Oh it's okay. You're gonna are make it. <laughs> so excited. That is so funny. I am so looking forward to this. Like Rizal said, two of our best friends from college are coming in. So it's gonna be like the ultimate girls' weekend. We're gonna hang out together, spend the night together, like eat out together, hear these amazing like speakers and teachers of the word together. I'm just super excited to see what the Lord like has for each for each and every one of us this weekend or that weekend. Yeah, I'm so pumped. Everyone's gonna spend the night at my house. I'm already thinking about like breakfast and what we're going to eat together and just the late night like talks that we're going to have. Yes. Oh my gosh. Life changes so much when you get married and you have kids. You just don't do these like sleepovers anymore. At least we right. don't, you know, and I and I moved away and, and some of our friends moved away too. And so it's just hard to get everyone together. So the fact that we made it work this weekend and we're all staying together just like sleepovers and talking and catching up. I'm I'm so, so excited. So fun. Santa's going to come in like a day early, hopefully take the day off. Yes. And we can just spend unlimited time together. I'm so pumped. Yes. I think, I feel like me and you need some sister time, you know? Yes. Especially because I think this is, this is the last time I'll see you before baby comes. Right. I know. Yes. Which by the way, have you picked a name yet? I have not. And I'm not going to announce it here first. I was just wondering if you picked a name because <laughs> I keep texting you and you're just not giving me an update. Are you I close have... to picking one? We're not going to pick one. I don't think we're going to pick one before baby comes. Like I literally think oh. he's going to come and we're going to be like, oh, he looks like this or this is how I feel when he's born. Yeah, because we have a list. So okay. I think when he's born, we'll just know. That's my hope. But yeah, we will see. You guys will have okay. to wait <laughs> nine Well, that'll be so exciting. Nine weeks. weeks. So I'll see you. I'll see you for if. And then I'm actually I'm gonna come back to help you that actually help you this time. Yes. When you do have 
this sweet baby boy that I'm so, so ready to love on. Well, Rizal, why don't we tell everyone what the verse of the week is and then we can get started. Yeah, let's go. Okay. So this verse is a great verse. Every verse is is great, right? (laughs) It's all, it's all God's word. Um, But this one is just a really great one to memorize if you want a better understanding of the gospel. It is Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, and it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. I love this verse. That was the NIV version. Again, it's just a really great verse for you to memorize, to have handy, to remind yourself of what the gospel is, and then also to be prepared to share it with other people. I think it's a really just good like summary of of what salvation is and how it's you know gifted to to everyone. It's available for everyone. So good. Okay, guys. As always, before we jump into talking about this verse, we want to talk about the context. So Ephesians was written by Paul and chapter two, verses one through 10, where our verse is found, he really is emphasizing the theme of salvation by grace through faith. And Paul wants the Ephesians to know ultimately that no amount of human effort, no amount of human goodness um, can save someone. Ephesians two, four through five before our verse say, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace that you have been saved. So even when we were dead in our sins, God chose us. He made us alive in Christ, not because of anything that we have done, but because of his grace out of his love for us. And our verse, which comes after that, just really reemphasizes this. And it says, for it is by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Alrighty, I forgot to pray, so let's go ahead and pray before we talk because we want to <laughs> invite. How dare I? We want to invite the Holy Spirit into this. I also want to mention, you guys, if I sound disgusting, it's because you, you know, sound like raspy and sick. Are you okay? I know. Yeah. So this past, like, the weather in Texas has been. I saw this meme that said, like, the weather in Texas is like the Powerball, like you know, 54 one day, 80 the next day. So it's been up and down, up and down. And one night this week, I literally sneezed 30 times in a row. You did not um, just over and over and over. And so I'm recovering from that. This weather is like beating me up, but, um, so I'm sorry if you can't take my sick voice, but maybe just around um, a little bit of water, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we'll just have to get through it. Okay, Okay. here we go. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you um, that your mercies are new every morning and that we get to enjoy this day with you. I pray that you would just speak through us today. Lord, would you give us the words to say, God, help us, Lord, to really drive home the point of your grace, God, and your love for us. And I pray that any listener who is confused on their salvation, Lord, whether they are saved or how they can be saved, God, that you would just make it clear to them, God. We love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So jumping into this verse, I love verses four and five that I read before our verse because it makes it so clear that it's because of God's great love for us that he saves us. When we were dead in our sins, 
God started loving us and he didn't wait until we were lovable. He loved Mm -hmm. us even when we provided nothing Mm -hmm. of value to him, even when we rejected him. And so I, I just love this idea that it comes from God's love that he saved us by his grace. And it is a free gift that God gives to us. And because he loved us before we could do anything for him, that just reemphasizes that it's not because of anything that we can do. It's not by works that we have this gift of salvation. Yes, that is so encouraging. And for those of you who don't know what what grace means, it just means that it's an undeserved favor. It's it's something that is given to you as a gift that you did nothing to deserve. And I don't know about you, but that's just not common in our society. I think when I hear that, I just get so like perplexed a little like, wow, are you really saying that I did nothing to deserve this good good gift and you're going to give it to me? Like, that's the best news in the world. But not only is it just a good gift, it is the best gift you could ever have. It is salvation. It is a relationship with the creator of the universe who loves you, who sees you, who knows you so intimately. He wants to walk with you. He wants to be your greatest friend, to have a relationship with the Lord and to have it when you did nothing to earn it, when you were dead in your trespasses, when you wanted nothing to do with him, that is the greatest, the greatest gift that we could ever receive from the Lord. Again, this isn't like the world, right? God, but God doesn't give to us as the world gives. He gives freely. He gives lovingly. He gives so joyfully. He doesn't ask us to prove ourselves. He doesn't ask us to be good enough. He doesn't ask us even to clean up, like go over there and stop cursing and stop watching what you're watching and stop listening to the music that you're listening to and then come and approach me. No, the word of God says that we can approach him confidently. We can approach his throne of grace confidently knowing that we will find help when we need it. And that's who our God is. He takes us as we are and he loves us as we are and offered us this gift of a relationship with him before we could do absolutely anything to earn it. That is so true. And if it's been a while since you have heard the gospel and you're listening, you're wondering, well, what is, what is this gift that he gave me so freely? I don't understand. I just want to share it with you real quick, God's grace and free gift is that he sent his son to live a perfect life, to take on the penalty of sin that we deserved, right? Because none of us are perfect. And his son died on the cross for our sins, rose again, resurrected three days later, defeating death so that we can have salvation and a relationship with him. And that was free. He did that for all of us before you were even born generations ago, thousands of years ago, he did that. He was thinking of you and me. This verse says it is by grace through faith that you are saved. And so God's grace is that free gift. And then it is our faith, our belief in Jesus Christ, our belief that he died and rose again and is the son of God that works with God's grace to give us salvation. But I also want to say just as much as God's grace is a gift to us, our faith is also a gift from the Lord, right? Because he has to work in our hearts to get us to a place where we believe in him. 
That is so good. I think that's a beautiful reminder too, that the Holy Spirit is the one who allows us to see God for who he really is, that allows us to to desire this gift that the Lord has given us just as much as grace is a gift. Our salvation is a gift. Our faith is a gift too. And so if you are in a place where you're like, I've heard about this Jesus, I've read scripture, I have some questions, I'm not so sure that I believe in him, I just want to encourage you to sit with the Lord and to ask him questions and to find friends who might know the answers. Go to your local church, find a pastor, find a leader and ask them these questions because the Lord is more than willing to reveal himself to you. Um, he is more than willing to to interact with your questions, to answer your questions. I think everyone's faith journey looks different, but but he truly does desire a relationship with you. And so if you are in that place of just being uncertain, I would say lean in, lean in even more, ask more questions, do more research, um, develop friendships with people who know the Lord, because the word says that if you look for him, if you seek him, you will find him. And so I just want to encourage you, if you don't know, lean in. My second thing I um, just like came up as I was thinking about this verse was two questions that Jonathan Pecluda, he is a well-known um, pastor, leads a church in Waco that he loves to ask people whenever he's talking to them about faith is, if you were to die today, how certain are you one through 10 that you would go to heaven tomorrow? And then he asked them, okay, let's say you get to heaven and then the Lord is standing there and says, why should I let you in? What would your answer be? And the truth is, is that if you think about number one through 10, how confident am I that I would go to heaven? If you say anything one through nine, that means that you have, a, a, you're a little hesitant. You're really not sure if, if you will be accepted, you know, into a relationship with the Lord for eternity. And then the second question of what would you say in order for the Lord to allow you in if, if your answer is, well, my time on like during my time on earth, I read the Bible every day and I went to church and I gave to the hungry and to the needy and to the poor. And I really tried my best to love everybody well. And I didn't curse. And but sometimes I did. But then I asked for forgiveness. And just if it has anything to do with with things that you did to be good enough, well, then that just shows that you don't have a, a a good understanding of what the gospel is. And I'm not saying this in order to shame you. If you were thinking through these answers yourself right now, I'm not, we're not saying this to shame you. It's just that there is a fundamental understanding of the gospel that's not there, that is robbing you of the true gift that the Lord has for you. It is it is so freeing to know that we can never measure up. We could never be good enough. The Lord is so holy and so perfect. It's beyond, he is beyond our human comprehension. He is just that yeah. good. We have never come near something as beautiful and as holy and as perfect as the Lord. We just, we just have it and we never will. Amen on this side of earth. And so the thought that we could even be good enough, the thought that we could even earn salvation by ourselves mm -hmm. is just a lie. And I think it's something that the, that Satan wants to convince us of so that we live a life of exhaustion and worry. And Lord, yeah. do you, do you approve of me? Are you going to let me have a relationship with you? Do you love me? Am I good mm -hmm. enough? The question, the answer is no. 
but that's the that's just like the greatest truth that you could ever hear is that Jesus stood in your place. He stands in your place every day by dying for us. He gave us a righteousness that we could never earn on our mm-hmm. own. And so I just want you to hear this, that you are loved. You've been given a free gift. There's nothing you can do to earn it. And I want you to rest in that knowing that Jesus earned it all for you. So true. And, and towards the end of our verse, it says, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And again, he's saying, it's not anything you can do. It's nothing that you can brag about. It's nothing that you can go and say, oh, because I've done all of this, I've earned my salvation. No one can say I deserve this. I have earned my salvation because just one sin disqualifies us from deserving salvation. And we all know that we aren't perfect. Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so we cannot will ourselves to never sin again, says the wages of sin are death. And we know that because we are flawed people, we are going to continue to sin over and over and over again. It's impossible to be righteous or holy enough to be saved. And that is why our salvation is not dependent on how much or how little we sin or what we do while we're in this world. And you need to hear this grace is not earned by your effort on any part. Otherwise it would not be called grace because grace is free. Um, Romans eleven six says, and if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were grace would no longer be grace. And that is because grace cannot be earned. Rizal has this, has this truth ever been difficult for you? I, I, I know our personalities. I know that we love to work. We love to do a lot of times I feel more comfortable doing than I do in relationship. Does that make sense? Like I would rather be busy and active and doing something than like sitting down and talking to a friend sometimes. Um, and so I just know us. And so I know that even all throughout school, like we love earn, we loved earning a good grade. Like it, there's nothing yeah. better than like working for something and then being rewarded for it. So have you ever struggled with this truth? A hundred percent. I have struggled with this. I think I have not struggled with the idea of you have been saved by grace through faith. So my salvation does not come from what I do, but I do think that where I get it wrong is that I believe since I cannot earn salvation and that has already been freely given to me by the Lord, then I'm going to work so hard to prove to God that I love him and I'm going to make him proud of me. And if I can't earn his salvation, then I'm going to, I'm going to do what it takes to earn his love. That's why the verses before our verse was so encouraging to me because it just reminded me like, hey, God cannot love you any more than he did before you were born, before you could do anything of value to him. And I almost feel like sometimes I have to pay him back for this free gift that he Mm -hmm. gave me. But that's not like that's not how he works. He's not expecting us like, okay, I gave you this free gift of salvation And so now you have to work the rest of your life to prove to me that you deserve this gift Mm -hmm. or that you deserve my love. That's so good. I was just going to say, we're not indebted to the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like he gave us a loan and now we have to work to repay that loan. 
And the reality is that if he loved me when I was dead in my sin, even now when I'm saved, he doesn't need me to impress him or please him to love me more. He doesn't need me to perform for him because he is already proud of me. He cannot be any more proud of me than he was before I was born. And so because of that, I can serve him out of a place of freedom and not seeking approval, but just because out of my thankfulness and my love for him and to our listeners, I just want to say, if God loved you enough to send you his son to die on the cross for you before you were born, before you chose him, before you provided any value, then why do you feel like you have to impress him now? We don't stop striving to earn God's love. You already have it. And there's nothing that you can do to increase his love for you. This past week, I was listening to Jenny Allen's podcast, Um, Again, she's the one that's hosting If Gathering. We love her so much. Her podcast is called Made for This Podcast. You guys should listen to it. It is wonderful. And she just reminded me that God doesn't need me and I'm not primarily someone to do something for God. I'm his child Mm. first and foremost. And what he's after is my surrender to him. He's not so much interested in what I can do for him. That was so encouraging to me because I think I get it backwards Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. I'm primarily someone that, okay, how can I run this race? Well, how can I serve him? How can I bring people to the Lord? How can I do this, this, that? And he's saying, no, like how you run this race well is by abiding in me, by being my child first. Wow. That is so good. The Lord desires relationship over what we can offer him. It's always been that way. I don't know why we are just so wired in that way where we're like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, no, not free. Sorry. Don't feel comfortable with that. Like, please let me, let me do something in return. Like you said, sometimes you're like, oh, I want to show him that I'm grateful for this gift. But again, he's not expecting you and he doesn't need you to do these good works for him in order for you to maintain his good favor. The truth is that doing good works is just a result of you being in relationship with the Lord. Once the Holy Spirit is in you and you start to be transformed into the image of Jesus, you're going to do good things, but it's not because you're trying to, to again, maintain your salvation or maintain God's favor. It's just because you're looking more like Jesus. And that's just a result of a relationship with him. And our good works do glorify him, but they're not needed for us to be in good standing with the Lord, if that makes sense. Rizel, I think another verse that is so applicable here and is just encouraging to someone who has been in relationship with the Lord for a while, but feels that anxiety of like, Lord, I need to to please you. I need to to show you that I'm good enough, that I'm actually really thankful for this free gift of salvation that you've given me is Galatians 3.3. And it says, are you so foolish after beginning by means of the spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Essentially what this is saying is you were saved through the spirit. You were saved by grace. You were saved because the Lord gave you a free gift. And now are you trying to finish this race by means of the flesh, by your own works? Mm -hmm. It's not something that you earned. So it's not something that you can lose. It is a gift that is given to you and you are secure in it. So believer, if you are in a relationship with the Lord, be secure in your salvation and know that he loves you. You did nothing to earn this good gift and you have Mm -hmm. nothing that you can do in order to maintain it. I think that so many of us, like you said before, are exhausted and tired because we are trying 
to do everything right and good, to earn God's favor, to earn God's grace, to earn salvation. But Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I do not think it's supposed to be that hard to, yes, following the Lord involves sacrifice, but it should not be exhausting. So for any of you out there who just need to hear this, you can stop striving. You can stop putting so much effort in exhausting yourself and being overwhelmed by trying to prove your worth to the Lord. You already have it. And he loves you so much. He loved you before you could do anything for him. And so my prayer for you is that you would just rest this week, that you would be confident in the, in the love that the Lord has for you, that you are already chosen. And the only thing he asks from you is that you abide in him, that you believe in him, that you have faith in him. That's so good. That is the gospel. Again, if you have questions about it, find someone, find someone you can trust, sit down with them and ask them questions. Rizel, how are you going to memorize Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 this week? One thing that I have loved doing is just doing it old school, writing it on a note card and putting it places where I am constantly at. As a stay-at-home mom, I feel like I'm washing dishes all the time. So um, writing it on a note card, putting it at the sink where I'm washing dishes, that way I can just think about it. It's also been really great because you know, when Trevor helps out or he's there, he can memorize as well. And so your family members can see it. Um, I saw something on Instagram that I, I have never thought about this, but I was like, whoa, that's so good because I take really long showers. My showers as a mom are like going to the spa and (laughs) Senia, I'm not even kidding. You, you will feel this when you become a mom like that, that showers are your time. And so I have, (laughs) I have been taking like pretty, pretty long showers and it's just like my time to relax and listen to worship and really just spend time by myself. But okay. So back to the point I saw, I saw someone who typed out the verse, printed it out, put it in a plastic bag and then shut it, taped it to their shower. Mm, Wow. So when you're standing there, obviously it's not going to get ruined because it's in the plastic bag and you can just like recite it to yourself. Amazing. That's so amazing. guys, those are two different ideas. It's like next level. Literally, you can have that scripture everywhere, even in the shower. I love that. Um, okay, so this is not maybe we'll make this into a segment, Rizal, because they seem to do this a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but I just love having worship songs that align with scripture that remind me of truth as I'm memorizing a verse. And so this is one of my favorite songs that I, I truly just, I love it so much. We sing it at church and anytime I do, I just, it just breaks me. Um, Mm -hmm. but it is called as you find me. It is by Hillsong. Have you heard this song? I don't know. Okay. It is so good. I just wanted to read. I just wanted to read some of the lyrics because I think that it's just, It's so beautiful and reminds us of the grace of the Lord. It says, I've been strong and I've been broken within a moment. I've been faithful and I've been reckless at every bend. I've held everything together and watched it shatter. I stood tall and I have crumbled in the same breath. It just shows the journey of a person like being strong, being weak, being Mm -hmm. faithful, being reckless. That's who we are, right? We are prone to wander. And then it says, Grace to spare for all my mistakes 
And I know I don't deserve this kind of love. Somehow this kind of love is who you are. It's a grace I could never add up to be somebody you still want, but somehow you love me as you find me. The The actual song itself is, is just stunning, but the truth that it's saying is you have grace to spare for all my mistakes. It's something I can't comprehend. This kind of love, this grace that you have for me, I could never add up. It's not something I could make up. It's nothing I could even dream up, but somehow you love me as you find me and I am somebody you still want. And I just think that's so beautiful because we all reach those moments where we feel broken beyond repair. Mm -hmm. And we feel like we're not lovable because of our mistakes and because of things that we've done. The Lord doesn't keep records of wrongs and he loves us and he forgives us. And it's this grace that he has given us that we could never add up, that we could never dream of on our own. And it's free and it's, it's a free gift for us. So listen to this, to this song, as you find me, my Hillsong United this week, as you memorize Ephesians two, eight through nine. Okay. So now I don't know if you know this, but I did start a Spotify playlist for us and I linked it on our Instagram. So I will add it. We've got like two songs on there. So we need to. (laughs) No, totally. Let us know. Do you want this to be a segment? Should we add worship songs at the end of every episode (laughs) that goes with scripture? Let us know. Um, We will definitely be adding songs there. As always, I love looking at scripture with you, Rizel. I am just thankful for the time that we get to spend to do this. I hope that if you're listening to this, you feel encouraged by this truth that you go and share it with someone because it is the best news you have ever heard. Um, It's the best gift that's ever been given to us. So memorize Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Let us know on Instagram how you are going about memorizing this verse. And we will see you back here in two weeks. Yes, come back in two weeks. We've already picked our verse. So this week we're memorizing Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. And next week we are memorizing verse 10. And so I'm excited to see how these two um, episodes just flow together and help us have a better understanding of our salvation, our relationship with the Lord. So we love you guys so much. We will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at remember.truth and you can join our Remember Truth Facebook group. The purpose of the group is to foster accountability and create community around memorizing scripture. Click the link in our show notes and head over to join. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so you never miss an episode. See y'all next week.